You're listening to The Truth With Studi on the Stream Grace Network. Hey, how's everyone doing? Hey, if you hadn't heard the sound of my voice in a while, unless you've been listening to uh, rebroadcast, yes, it's me, it's it's Studi, it's Michael Studeman, and I am so glad to have you here today with me. It's been too long, and uh, and I want to jump right in. Um, if you're like most people that I know, including myself, uh, there's been some tough times going on. Um, if you're not suffering some kind of trial and tribulation in your life, well, you need to give me a holler and a shout and tell me what your secret is because I'm telling you, um, these are the last days. And if you are uh, a Christ follower, if you live in by faith, even if you're not, but especially if you are living by faith, um, you are definitely being tested in these end times as darkness grows ever ever more and so so i want to talk about that today i want to talk about uh i want to talk about a subject about uh god letting you down has god let you down has jesus let you down have you recently have you gone through some things or have you ever gone through some things in your life where you're just like god's just forsaken me he 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 is completely forgotten about me you know um so let's talk about that let let's talk about um i i I mean probably one of the most famous people known for this uh would be job uh just to read some of here in job one it says there once uh was a man named joe he lived in the land of Uz, and he was blameless a man with complete integrity he feared god and he stayed away from evil he had seven sons and three daughters and he owned now listen what this guy had (laughs) he had seven thousand sheep three thousand camels 500 teams of oxen 500 female donkeys he also had a lot of servants and he was, in fact, the richest person in that entire area. Uh, Job's sons would take turns preparing feasts in their homes. And uh, when the celebrations were ended, uh, after several days, Job, you know, he would go through to purify his children. He'd get up early in the morning after burnt, you know, offer burnt offerings uh, on behalf of each of his children because of their sinful lives they were living. They were not doing it, so he was doing it on their behalf basically and and uh and job said you know perhaps my children have sinned and have cursed god in their hearts and so this was his regular practice and then one day uh the members of you know the heavenly court they came to present themselves before the lord so this is all happening in the supernatural right and then the old accuser oh satan um uh the the it's similar basically they're they're using the word satan here the hebrew word he came to them and he and then god asked him you know where have you come from the lord asked satan satan said hey i've 
been patrolling the earth. I've watched everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked him, hey, have you noticed my servant Job? He's the finest man on the earth. He's blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God. He stays away from evil. And Satan replied, yes, but you know, Job's got a good reason to fear God. You've always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. You've made him to prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is but reach out and take away everything he has and he'll surely curse you to your face so you know what the lord said go ahead and go test him then satan do whatever you want but don't harm him physically so satan you know left the lord he went and and then things started happening um you know, one day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at his oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home. He said, listen, your oxen were plowing, the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabaeans raided us, they stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. Wow. And then while he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God's fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. And again, while he was speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels, killed your servants. And I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. And while he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting with their oldest brothers. Suddenly a powerful wind swept down in from the wilderness and hit the houses on all sides. So it's like either these are like straight line winds or a tornado. Basically the house uh, you know, collapsed and all the children are dead. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. So Job stood up, tore his robe in grief, then he shaved his head, he fell to the ground, he said, I came naked from my mother's womb, I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. And all this, Job did not sin by blaming God. And so that's the chapter one in Job. And as you further on, you know, Satan continues to test him, even to the part where he gets to, you know, make him break out in boils and just, you know, be in extreme pain. And and through it all, God, you know, Job never curses God. He never blames God. Not once is he sitting there going, you know, God has let me down. God has forsaken me. And as you've seen there, I mean, can you imagine? And I and 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 I'm I'm sure we've had similar situations. I'm sure you as a listener you've had situations where when it rains it pours you know everything's just start falling around everything is just going to hell in a handbasket and you're going through all this stuff and you're just like what do i do but um in it in it all in it all as you see here you know job praised god job would not blame god Job would only give God credit for the things that God had blessed him with. And that was a key thing. And when you study the book of Job, uh, you know, you have Job's friends and his peers coming after him. They're saying, listen, you must have sinned. You must have did some things. And, uh, and, and all along, Job never goes to them and complains. He doesn't go to Johnny next door and say, oh, woe with me, look what's going on. 
you know, throughout the book of Job, what do you see? Who does he go to complain to? Who does he go to get comfort from? He goes to his creator. He goes to God. And that's where you find throughout the the theme in the book of Job is him going and as he's going to God and as he's having these interactions, then revelation hits and God gives him revelation beyond and 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 if anything Job uh, you could say really did wrong. A lot of people may not realize this, but um, you know, the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. Well, what's the opposite of faith? Fear, right? Um, so one of the biggest things here is when you look, in, you know, when you go to chapter four, uh, in the in the book of Job, um, Job literally, he says, you know, those things that I have feared have come upon me. Um, so that's the key. I, you know, it's like how did Satan even find Job? Well, it was like you know, just like a, a shark going to blood, right? A, a shark being attracted by blood. Well, Satan is attracted by fear. So if anything Job did wrong, that would, you know, he was, he attracted that with that spirit of fear. But just like Job, what, what's going on in your life right now? What are you going through hell? Are you going through tribulation? If you've been any time of a long-term listener to me, you, you've, you're probably thinking that, that I've got it all good, right? Man, uh, Studi, you got a great faith. You, you, you know, all the all the testimonies you've given over time that we've heard you, or if you've known me longer than this podcast has been around, I'm sure you're like, you know, <clears throat> man, I, I'll tell you what, uh, Michael's faith just cannot be shaken. Uh, I've got a strong faith. I've had a strong faith for more than forty plus years. But uh, but let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you, I am in the midst of the biggest trials and tribulations I've ever had in my life. And trust me, I've had some big ones. I mean, I've come close to death on multiple occasions. I've had horrible physical situation, uh, you know, health issues in my past and and um, had to deal with a lot of death, you know, things like that in my family. But, you know, more now, and I don't want to get into personally those things that I'm going through, but just know, just know that you're not alone we're all going through it you know we're all going through it but how many know just like Shadrach Meshach and Abednego when we're thrown in the fire there's that fourth person and that's Jesus and he's there for you in fact you know talking about the Lord let, let's uh, let, let, let's talk about the Lord you know um there was a uh, one time. Uh, if you go to, uh, <clears throat> in fact, you can go to Psalm twenty-two, and uh, it is actually a prophetic word where it um, it talks about Eloi, Eloi, Lama Sabachthani, and and it means my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And if you <clears throat> if you look in the New Testament, Matthew twenty-seven forty-six. And also in Mark fifteen thirty four, you'll see that this prophecy is fulfilled when Jesus 
says this on the cross. Now, why did he say that? Because I know you're sitting there going, well, Studi, you just told me a while ago, you know, God doesn't forsake us. It, you know, that, you know, God doesn't let us down. I mean, look what Job said. Well, why is Jesus saying this? Well, let, let's actually look specifically more in this. Uh, what does it mean when God has forsaken me? What is Jesus talking about there? And when you look at the original translation, uh, the word used for forsake, it literally means to turn away from or withdraw from. See what happened in that instance, that exact moment when Jesus yelled that out, a lot of people don't realize, just like Jesus talked about earlier on, and he he brought up the prophecy of Moses and the children of Israel in the wilderness when they had the snakes bite them and they're you know they're dying and they needed to be healed there was a cross lifted up with a serpent on it and that serpent represented sin and it was a prophetic uh, look into the future of Jesus being on the cross and and that serpent just like that serpent being on the cross well Jesus never sinned his entire uh, life cycle here on earth everything he did was in righteousness through God and he never did sin but what he did, he did take on our sin. He carried the burden of everyone's sin, past, present, and future. He bore that on the cross so that he could, just like prior to that, people would sacrifice animals for the covering of their sins. And the difference is now, this is not an animal sacrifice. This is the true Son of God taking on the full sin of the world once and for all, what the one sacrifice once and for all, so there would never, ever need to be a never, uh, another sacrifice for an offering for covering of sin. And so if that's the case, God the Father in the triune, in the Trinity, you know, the, the Holy Tr- Trinity, God the Father, he is so, so holy. All the living creatures, right, going around the throne. Holy, holy, holy are thou God Almighty, right? So God is holy, and because he's so holy, he can't look upon sin. He can't be around sin. He can't look upon sin because he's such a holy God. And so at that moment when Jesus took on sin on the cross and he became sin on the cross, God the Father had to, right here, forsake, which means he had to turn away from or withdraw from. He had to turn away. He had to look away from that sin as Jesus put the, you know, he put sin on the cross and and took on sin so that, uh, you know, he he died and, you know, and then, of course, resurrected afterwards. And so I wanted to throw that out there because I know a lot of people think, well, why did Jesus say that? So we addressed that. <laughs> and um, again, you know, just going back to the book of Job, you know, it's often really upheld as an you know, example of godly patience while suffering. You know, even though Job, he, he certainly did suffer, but there was more to his story than just his suffering. 
You know, that the story of Job, it teaches humility. As God reminds Job who he really, you know, who really is in control. And that's where I was talking about earlier when you go through the book of Job, he talks about that, um, you know, with steadfastness, you know, and as Job refuses to curse God despite circumstances and then and, and joy and reward when the latter part of Job's life uh, is more blessed than the former. So when you continue on with the story of Job at the end, he's actually blessed with more than he had previously, right? Um, so so we're, what are some more, you know, what are some more scriptures that we can utilize? Um, what's some, because again, we go back to how do we please God, right? By faith. And, and so where, where do we enter in faith? So one, one of the problems that Job even did was he feared, right? So, um, so if you have a situation, if there doesn't seem to be an answer, right? First of all, quit looking at what you can physically see or what you can physically hear. Don't look at your circumstance, right? But look to God. God says we walk by faith and not by sight. As Christ followers, we walk by faith and not by sight. And so right here it says, Isaiah 41 and 10, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This scripture has been such a reprieve for me over the past week or so it's god has just really placed it heavy on my heart as i have really been in a journey of trying to come out of a pit of despair with my circumstances and this scripture is so powerful and and folks it just this is god's word it's true and that's what I love, just like Job went to God and he didn't argue or he didn't go to his neighbors or his friends, but he went to God and he had the conversation with God. You can go to God and you can call him on these things. You can say, your word says this and you can have God give account for that and, and, and help you and, and he will, he will help you and he will strengthen you as this word says. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand, no matter what you're going through. And I know some of your circumstances, trust me, I know some of your circumstances, there just seems to be no answer. You may be thinking of self-destruction. You may be thinking of suicide. You, you, you know, you may have given up all hope, but no, this too will pass, okay? Uh, what, what did David say? Uh, the man after God's own heart wrote most of the Psalms. In Psalms 37, 25, David said, I have been young and now I'm, I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. And trust me, David saw a lot. Go, go study that guy's life. Uh, you talk about someone that went through hell and high water that that's david <laughs> he went through a lot you know and so you know and and here you know I'm, I'm quoting some stuff from the old testament let's go to the new testament since we are in the new covenant right so romans eight thirty two it says he that spared not his own son 
but he delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Now, let me ask you, listen to that again. How shall he not also with him freely give us all things? God the Father gave his one and only son, his most prized possession. After that, there's nothing more he can give us. Do you realize that? God told me this months ago. I was out on a motorcycle run, and he told me. He goes, did you know, Michael, there's nothing more I can give you. I've given you it all. I've given you everything. And that scripture says it right there. Does that sound like a God that will forsake you? Does that sound like a God that has given up on you? (laughs) So what do we do? I know you're asking us like, man, this sounds so simple. You're breaking this down where it sounds so simple, but what do we do, Studi? What do we do? Well, Galatians 6, 9 is the key, folks. Let us not grow weary in doing good. Or in due season, we shall reap if we do not give up. We just can't give up, folks. What does that mean? Now, does that mean that sometimes you're just going to fall on the ground and you're tired and you're just laying there? That doesn't mean you have to give up. Because again, going back to Isaiah 41.10, he will uphold you with his righteous right hand. God will reach down and pick you back up. Corey Ten Boone, one of my favorite quotes of all time Corey Ten Boone if you know her story the hiding place she once said she you know she went through a concentration camp and suffered horrible things uh, during the Holocaust and one quote that I've always just amazed at she said there is no pit so deep that God is not deeper still so what does that mean it doesn't matter how far you've fallen it doesn't matter how beat up and bruised you are doesn't matter what your situation looks like how hopeless it is god is there and he loves you he cares for you when you hurt he hurts and he will he will lift you up with his righteous right hand that's what god does that's what god's there for you don't give up and let me encourage you, don't isolate yourself. You know, that, that those are some mistakes that I've made even very recently. That's why God has given us each other in the body of Christ. You know, reach out to a brother in the Lord. Reach out to a sister in the Lord. You know, go make, make sure you've got a church. Go, go to a church. Get, a, get into a group of believers. You know, Hebrews 10, 24, 25, it says, you know, don't forsake gathering yourself you know together right and says and all the more as you see the day approaching what does that mean that even more so as we see the end times unfold as we see the the approach of you know jesus you know return and as the times get darker that's that means even more so we need to be leaning on one another because you know the the answers and the numbers and here's the other thing is don't let Satan jack with your mind. When you have these thoughts, uh, thoughts of discouragement, you know, first of all, and we need to do Ephesians 4, 8, talking about thinking on those good things, you know. But when Satan comes in with those fiery darts and he's, you know, throwing thoughts into your mind, don't battle a thought with a thought. 
use the spoken word. It says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And so it's in those times that when you have those thoughts, those thoughts of self-destruction, those thoughts as it's not going to get better, those thoughts, those negative thoughts, just start battling those with the spoken word. You can't battle a thought with a thought. When you do that, then you're playing on the devil's battleground, and that's where he's going to whip you all over the place. But when you start speaking, you're speaking in faith. You're speaking with the Holy Spirit coming through you, just how God did to the very beginning when he said, let there be light. You know, let there be, and he brought things into existence with the spoken word, right? And so speak those words out to battle those thoughts. Listen, folks, you might have been listening today and you're like, oh, Michael, I don't even... You know, you're making this sound really simple, but the fact of the matter is I don't even know this Jesus you're talking about. I don't even know God. I don't ever pray, or maybe I once did, but I've walked away from it. Well, guess what? You can make it all right today. You can become a new creation, what the the Word of God says. Uh, It's just simple that, you know, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ raised him from the dead you will be saved so repeat after me in this simple prayer say father god i believe in your son jesus that he came and he died on the cross for my sins i receive him right now i declare him my savior and my lord and live in me for the remainder of the days of my life and help me on this journey of life to be everything you've called me to be. And when times of trouble, may I trust in you so that you can lift me up with your righteous right hand. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, it's that simple, folks. You're, you're a new creation. Now, go on with that, or if you've rededicated your life, uh, move forward with that. Do not be discouraged. Do not look at what's in the scene but have faith and walk by faith of the unseen and know that, again, this too shall pass no matter what comes against you. Just always know the seasons change and your suddenlies will happen. God is the God of suddenlies. Just as quick as your situation happened that was bad or negative or, or you know your trial, your tribulation, as quick as that's come upon you, in that same quick suddenly your situation can change because we have a god that if he raised jesus christ from the dead and gave him up for us all how will he not along with to give us all things and he can make your situation change just like that and then i'll add one more thing and it's this if you'll stand in anything with the faith that it's going to happen and believe and with the bulldog faith that you have to stand for an eternity and i matter how long it's going to take that you believe in your answer your answer will come much sooner than you could ever imagine well folks it's been another awesome time sharing life with you sharing my life sharing the word of god sharing what god has placed on my heart I pray that this message finds you well 
and that you, you you know you chew on it you eat it up go back get some leftovers right reheat them up and uh and go ahead and digest that and and, and, and see what the lord's speaking to you and you know what's coming you've been served the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth with studi thanks again y'all have a blessed blessed week until next time i'm out